Warning, this podcast contains rude, crude, and prude language, which might burn your ears if you listen to it for too long. Listener discretion is advised. Those cards are so clearly better than anything out in the Scars of Mirrodin block. Holy right shit, now, you sounded yeah. just like Flores for a second. That was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic-playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mice they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal palm-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. Everybody was metagaming against each other because we saw each other's decks. Jay Boosh. I'm not going to ask a homeless guy for a deck idea, okay? I'm going to give the guy some change and, you know, I'll probably half my sandwich. Smitty. Just completely edit out Jay Boosh like that <laughs> of the whole thing. Scotty. But what is it with people that live in French countries that like blue-white control? Are you guys just like, you have that big of a chip on your shoulder? Like, what is it? And now, the AT. Hey everyone, this is episode 41 of the A-Team Podcast. This is your host, KYT, and we got Dad back for this episode. Sup? <laughs> we got Jay and Jesse, and we got the limited champion slayer himself, Marshall. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> the community cup slayer, man. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, that was sweet. We're going to have to talk about that. Definitely. Hmm. I'm still recovering. <laughs> so what do we get as a community again? <laughs> I don't know. It's like some it's like something that you get to play in a, in a some planeswalker format event for free or something. Oh, okay. I'm down. <laughs> Basically, what I read was is that if you go undefeated in that event, <clears throat> then you get to pick any three boosters you want on Moto. Oh, okay. Well, which I know uh, how well, excited that makes you. For Mo- yeah, qualifying for Mox seems to be like way better EV, but okay, that sounds fun. Yeah, but this is free, so. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, no, that's awesome. So you must have had a blast then, hanging out with all those guys. Like, I, I mean, I, I've been watching sort of on Twitter, uh, you know, all the comments between uh, between all of you, and it's something else, eh, that experience? Oh, man, it, it was insane, like. You know, I didn't know the people going in. There was only one that I had had contact with, which is Chris Cool, because he works over f- for um, MTGO Academy, and that's where we do our videos for limited resources through them. And so I had, you know, had some contact with him before, but pretty limited. I didn't really talk to him much, and everybody else I didn't know. And, uh, you know, we all just got kind of thrown together like, hey, guys. You know, <laughs> the good news is, of course, is that we all have something in common with magic and so it makes it really easy to just talk to people because everybody already is on the same you know kind of playing field as far as uh, conversations go you find everyone's got sort of comes from the same sort of culture too right yeah every especially especially these guys like i actually felt like maybe the least hardcore of the bunch which is saying something (laughs) but you know i mean we're talking like you know gamer geek culture supreme here. I mean, people <laughs> live this shit. I mean, they, yeah. you know, like, I mean, they play Moto all the time. They, you know, one of the guys is like, like a beta tester 
for Moto, and but he doesn't get paid. Like he just does it because he loves it, you know. And it's like a, it's really like he he obviously took it very very seriously, and uh, you know I kind of walk in there like podcast what up you know <laughs> i don't really know what the hell i'm doing and uh you know and then we've got like louis scott vargas there obviously he he takes his magic quite seriously and and just down the line everybody but i gotta say man everybody was awesome like we all got along really really well you, you know what i equate it to as as far as like imagining what it would be like because by the way ladies and gentlemen i want to be voted in next year but uh you, did you ever guys did you guys ever do the high school like resident outdoor school or one of those like trips where you go with like your high school friends or whatever and you just all like have a really good time and it's something like you just never forget that's kind of like what i picture it as you mean like like summer camp or something yeah yeah kind of like yeah it it was a lot like that you know where you get thrown into these things where you're like you're kind of put into pressure situations together and you just got to make it work and when you come out on the other end of that you always feel like a stronger connection with the people totally yeah. yeah, it was exactly like that. I mean, because nice. the problem is, is that we arrive in the hotel, we go out to dinner, and they just drop us off at the hotel, and we're kind of like, so I'm Marshall, and, you know, we, we kind of start chatting. We did, like, a little side draft, which was pretty cool. But, I mean, looming over every day and every hour was the fact that the next day we'd have to play a match, <laughs> right, against the Wizards employees. And... Like, <laughs> it's really funny because, like, I went from Las Vegas and playing poker, right, for, for real money to yeah. magic. And it's like, eh, whatever, it's magic. Like, you win, you lose. It, it doesn't really affect anything, right? Man, there was a lot of pressure. Like, we did <laughs> not want to lose this thing, you know. And well, right when we walk in the door, all the Wizards people are talking shit. You know, they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> going down and, you know, they're joking around with us. When we sat down for our – um so we did draft on the first day. But when we came in for the next day, it was modern. And when we sat down for our modern format, the Wizards employees came up, and they all handed us Darksteel relics, which if you follow the Community Cup, <laughs> yeah, if you follow the Community Cup, the, if if Wizards team won, everybody on Magic Online would get a special Darksteel relic, which is obviously just like, you know, trying to stick Fuck it to all. A, yeah, it's nothing, and it's supposed to be funny. And so... They walked in and they handed us. Mark this. Rosewater's got jokes. Yeah, it, well, it wasn't actually him. <laughs> I think it was. I'm not sure who it was, but anyway. So then we sit down to play. We're getting our decks brought up. We're getting paired up and stuff, and we're all kind of you know staring at our screen, ready to go. And friggin' Lee Sharp, you know, who works on Magic Online, he does a whole lot of stuff down there. He does like a system wide message to everybody on Magic Online that says, "Hey, come to the casual room to watch the Wizards employees beat up on the, <laughs> you know, on the community cuppers at Modern." And we're all just like, "Jesus, <laughs> you know, like yeah. any more pressure, guys, right?" But uh, we ended up just like curb stomping them that flame um, them, yeah. <laughs> so okay, curb. so so all of those deck lists and stuff, like I, I mean. Mm-hmm. Did you guys all brew those together? Did somebody just kind of brew them all? Did LSV kind of walk in and be like, "Okay, guys, here's what we're playing." Like, w- so this is how what did happened. That work? This was a little. It was a little bit awkward because we got invited to this thing, right? Everybody that got invited was able to work it out to go down. I mean, I had. I mean, like it was right in the middle of my World Series poker trip, so I had to like call up Wizards and be like. So how do you guys feel about flying me from Vegas to Renton, where I live? You know, I already live in Seattle, and Renton's like 20 minutes from Seattle, and then flying me back to Vegas after. And they were like, sure. And I'm just like, sweet. You know, I didn't even I, – I thought they might just be like, yeah, we picked you because you were local. <laughs> you know, we were <laughs> just – But anyway, so 
right when that happens, we set up like a, a forum. You know, a couple of the guys on the team set up just like a real basic forum to start getting decks hashed out. The problem is, is that, I mean, it wouldn't take much. Uh, you wouldn't have to look at the list too long to kind of figure out who we all figured the leader of the list would, of our team would be. It was Luis, right? Yeah. I mean, he's just the <laughs> man. I mean, so the problem is, is that right after Luis gets invited, I see him tweet, well, I'm going to go along for a month and a week of magic stuff. I'm not going to be home forever. Like, so he was in, you know, he did like GP, then he was at the pro tour, and then he came back and did the community cup, yeah. and then he did the GP after. So, <laughs> you know, we're all kind of like, poking around on these different forums and talking to each other on Magic Online. But at the end of the day, we're like, yeah, we don't really have any decks yet. <laughs> you know, like, we're kind of hoping that he takes the the lead on it, but he can't. I mean, he's just not able to because he's not a, around a computer. So when we finally get in and we get down there, thankfully draft is the first day. So we don't <laughs> have anything ready, like, literally the next day. But after that, so after we got done with draft and we we did a duel of the planeswalkers thing, um, we came back, we started brewing in the lobby of the hotel. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're sitting there like, so we're playing modern, right? And I mean, I'm pretty much useless for that because like I wasn't playing for most of the time when when the cart the modern cards were around, and so it was basically all Bing Luke, who is like a super genius, and then Luis, mm -hmm. who is. Well, you know who he is. So they basically came up with every, like, basically both lists all by themselves. And then nice. the next day, after we stomped them, uh, we had a really long day. We did the Commander pre-release down at the Card Kingdom store here, and we came back. And then we went to karaoke. And then, actually, I've got a funny story about that. <clears throat> this is this is this is Bing Luke in a nutshell. So. We're, we're at the commander thing, and at some point, somebody, I think it was Gavin Verhey or somebody, um, is talking to Bing, and he says, cast him raw cool on turn one in standard. And now Bing's brain starts going, right? And he's like, ah, I can do it, you know, so he's thinking about it. So him, Luis, and I, we went to, uh, karaoke, and one of my uh, local magic buddies named Joe was nice enough to give us a ride back to the hotel when we wanted to go because we couldn't really just stay out indefinitely. We still had to make the decks for the standard the next day, right? <laughs> So we get back, we uh, we get to the to the uh, karaoke bar, and it's loud, and people are drinking, and everybody's having fun, and there's a whole bunch of magic personalities there, and and, and it's just a real kind of a, a fun time there, right? And I look over at Bing, and he's got a beer, and he's staring at the ground, right? And I walk up to him, and I'm like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, and he looks at me, and he kind of puts his like his hand on his temple, you know, like his hand up to his forehead, and he goes, he goes, okay, so if we have three chancellors. <laughs> <laughs> and a lotus cobra and then we crack a fetch and i'm like what are you talking about dude you know, it's like this loud crowded bar and he and and he is not smiling i mean he is dead panning this to me and i'm like are you seriously still trying to figure out a rock cool thing and he's like he doesn't even answer me and he's like okay so that's five mana <laughs> it just keeps going yeah and it, so that kept going we get in the car him, Luis, and I, and then our buddy Joe, we're talking about it literally the entire car ride home. We think that we figure it out, and we basically put it to rest. We didn't do, like, all the exact math, but we're like, this should work. It's enough. We're good. So we get back to the hotel room lobby. We start doing our uh, start brewing for standard. I can actually give a little bit of input here, even though Luis and Bing are the ones that were doing the, you know, taking the lead on it. I was able to throw a few suggestions here and there. But 
Anyway, so Bing grabs his laptop. I've got my iPhone. Luis has his iPhone, and we're brewing, right? So we're making down lists, and we're trying to get it together because we're supposed to send it into the Wizards guy by the before the next day so they can, you know, do whatever they do with them and make sure they're legal and all that stuff, right? So Bing's got his laptop, and he's furiously typing away. He hands his laptop to, to Luis. Luis kind of, his shoulders kind of sink. He laughs. He looks at me, he hands me the laptop, and <laughs> Bing had taken, like, a notepad, and he had sketched out every card in every turn to get to the 15-man on oh turn. My God. <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't done anything for the list. And we oh just, my God. was, like, mad geniusly brewing up standards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's basically him in a nutshell. And then if you guys have ever been around Luis, the guy's awesome. Like, you guys know um, Z-Bag, you know Zame? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's local here, and, and I'm, I'm good buddies with him now. I talk to him every time I see him, and, and he's he's just a really genuinely awesome, nice guy. And he told me before I went, he said, you're going to love Luis. He's awesome. Like, anything you thought about him, he, it's going to be better. And he was right. Like, the guy is hilarious. He types up his list, and I don't know if you guys saw this for standard, but he ended up playing a singleton list. Yeah, how hot was that? It was sick. So he has it on his phone. He's got the beginnings of it. He goes, what do you think about my list? And he just gives me this kind of shit-eating grin, you know, and he hands me his phone. And I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm, like, there's something wrong with this list, you know. Like, this. Is this your sideboard or something? Because I know he loves, you know, like, kind of one-of-style sideboards or whatever. And then I, I put together what he was doing, and uh, I even got to – I actually got a chance to help him uh, finish up the list too. And uh, he ended up 3 0 with it somehow. Damn, yeah, totally. Are you kidding? Luis no. could, like, 3 0 an event with a fucking matchbook and, like, a pen. I know. We gave him elves in modern – because, I mean, obviously, he, he knows Elves. He won his Pro Tour off of Elves. And it was insane watching him. I sat right next to him, so I got to actually watch him play. So the thing is, is that we're all in the same room on Magic Online, right? Yeah. So since it's a team event, you can actually go around and you can, like, stand behind somebody and say, no, 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 make sure you play this land. You can just tell them what to do. Like, it's a team event. So guess who got asked the most questions? <laughs> you know, hey, Luis, is, should I attack here? Hey, Luis, should I mulligan this? <laughs> wow. he's, so he's playing with 12 games at once. Yes, and he's in the middle of, like, comboing off with one of the most ridiculously complicated decks ever put together, which is Combo Elves. I mean, that deck is not easy to play, you know? And he would just leave it, walk over to somebody, no, that's a keep, sure. Walk back and just start comboing off. Like, two hands. It looked like he was playing StarCraft, you know? <laughs> He's got the Uber Micro going. Yeah, the Uber Micro. Like, he had all these triggers on the stack, and it, it's just, the guy is a genius. I mean, he really is. He's, he, and he's really awesome to hang around with, too. That's great. The puns never end. That is not just a like, video <laughs> and uh, thing. Like, it goes forever. And he had some really funny ones, too. Wow. Epic. Epic. Yeah. So it was awesome, and we won, so that was sweet, too. And we really crushed that. them, too, and they tried to work us, too. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be the ones to lose to those guys. You're so you're oh. so modest. Yeah, we won. Oh, and we really crushed them, too. Like, it was just, <laughs> it was just they sucked like, so bad. They tried to cheat. Like, do you want to know what they did? <laughs> this is such Let's cool. hear it. We so, hear it. so we come in for draft. We end up marginally ahead through that. Uh, oh, and, and Ryan and I had our huge, they call it, they, they called it the, the limited Bullshit, resources. You were marginally so, ahead. No, I think You're we were 30. Ahead. I think we were only like 30. Is that wrong? Uh, I thought it was like you had them doubled up. 
or something like that. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I remember that wrong. But we did pretty – we crushed them at Modern, and we spanked them pretty good at Standard, and Draft was the closest of the three. But anyway, oh. so then we do this thing, and they call it multi-ball. And it's like – you know how whenever you have a contest like this, they'll have some type of random thing that they throw in? Excuse me, some a random thing that they throw in to change the outcome of the points, you know? Sure. So what they did was duel the planes, duels of the planeswalkers 2012. <laughs> so we we had to play three of us. We split into three teams of three again, and it was arch enemy on there, arch enemy, yeah. which you can do, and it's t- so unfair. <laughs> like none, we we each played two rounds. So that's three six nine. So there's like six matches being played. We lost all of them, and none were close. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Whenever they flip over these arch enemy cards, the scheme cards or whatever they're called, they are like ten times better than anything that our decks can do. <laughs> I mean, one of them says everybody pitches their whole hand and then draws four, and yeah. or all your opponents do that. And this guy drew that on his first turn, and they go first. So <laughs> there's one. There's <laughs> one that split. I was playing it today, Duels of Planeswalker 2012 on Xbox Live Arcade, and the first scheme card was put seven zero one tokens into play, and I was playing the green deck. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. That's yeah, what it was. I've had it before, too, where the first one you flip is like, go get three lands, put them into play, or go get a Planeswalker, put it into play. And it's like, exactly. yep, no big deal. Let's go get Jace. Not a big deal. Right, and then everybody's like, <laughs> land, go, and yeah. So anyway, we all got trashed by that, and they were talking hella shit, but then uh, we, yeah, we came in. And, we, and I don't oh, know if you guys shit. saw it on this on the coverage, but uh, when we were at Card Kingdom, one of the guys from Loading Ready Run had a really good idea to get uh, foil Darksteel relics. And uh, so I, I talked to my guy at Card Kingdom, and he hooked us up with them, and we all signed every single one of them, and we went in there for standard with our huge lead. We handed them out to our opponents. It was pretty nice. <laughs> It was awesome. Good for you guys. Sick, dude. Yeah, it sounds like a blast. So vote me in next year. I'll Highly recommend. <laughs> so you guys got all sorts of fun stuff to play with too, right? Oh my god! Like I've got this stuff sitting in front of me right now. They all they did is just throw stuff at us the whole time. <laughs> I've got I've got all three of the promo titans. I've got Sick. two of those uh, promo Liliana Vesses. I've got in my hands right now. <laughs> this is from a draft. So we did an all foil original Mirrodin block draft where they rig the packs so, so that, that they're, they're all foil. Yeah, so that they're all foil, but each pack has five rares, five <laughs> uncommons, and five commons. Like what? right now in my hand, I have a foil Aether Vial. I have a foil Sword of Fire and Ice, foil Crucible of Worlds. These are all foil. Loxon, Warhammer, Vidalcan, Shackles, Darksteel, Colossus, and then a bunch of, like, Mirrodin's core and stuff for EDH. Like, oh, it was a joke. So good. And here's the sick part. This is so sick. There were prizes for this draft. Oh. <laughs> what? Wow. I mean, they're like, oh, yeah, there's prizes, too. So the way it worked was you played against somebody, and if you beat them, you and that person went up to the guy with the prizes. He had a box of foil M11, okay? And if you won, you picked two random cards from it. You didn't get to look at them or anything. And you, you looked at both cards, and you got to pick which one you wanted, and then the person that lost got the other one. So you just could get randomly get, like, Titans and whatever. <laughs> it's just sick. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that's the tip of the iceberg. I mean, we got off the airplane, they come pick us up at the airport, and they're like, here's your gift bag. And it's got two dual decks, it's got a draft set, it's got a set <laughs> of M11, it's got a set of new Phyrexia, like the whole set in a box. Right? What? It's, yeah, I'm not kidding. Like, I have them sitting right what? here. It's just nuts. And they, they give you, what? like, a, I didn't know like that. a Hellish Storm deck box and sleeves, and it's just, 
Yeah, it's just like everywhere you look, they're just handing you shit. It's awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's stuff, dude. crazy. That's awesome. It was really, really – I mean, it was once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like, it was a really big hassle for me to to plan it to come back, and it was worth it in every way. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. So get on Moto, you guys. Whoever's not on Magic Online, do it. Get involved. Yeah. That's where you want to be. So what do we want to move on to next, ladies and gentlemen? I heard there was, like, bannings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys talk about standard and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, they didn't ban Valakut, Jesse. <laughs> they didn't. So I will not post a picture of my penis on Twitter. So you guys all uh, escaped that treacherous <laughs> experience. Um, but... I- yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I I'm extremely excited for brewing, and I've been already doing it like crazy. Obviously, if you visited sixtycards.com, but uh, man, I didn't think like Jace necessarily needed to be banned, but now that he did, I think it was absolutely the right move. <laughs> hey, why don't, why don't you say what was banned real quick, just for the? I mean, there's probably maybe like two <laughs> two listeners who don't know, but still. That's true. That's true. So we got Stoneforge Mystic. It's gone. And we got Jace the Mind Sculptor, which is gone. So if uh, you got those in your collection and you didn't know, I'm sorry to break the news to you. Yeah, that's bad news. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyhow, um, like the more I'm brewing, the more I'm just like, God, this is awesome. There's just It's like a whole new game. And because of that, I think it was absolutely the right move because like you got this whole new standard where you can build and not worry about these two cards that completely dominated. Um, and I think like if only Stoneforge was banned, it wouldn't have felt that much different. And every time I'm brewing, uh, you know, I'm kind of like thinking about that. So absolutely, I think it was the right move. The way Aaron Forsyth said that, um, you know, they, they banned Stoneforge and they're like, they, we want to make sure standard changes. So we're going to go ahead and ban Jace also because, you know, that's going to guarantee something like it's not Cobblade's still not going to dominate without Stoneforge Mystic. And uh, the more I brew, the more it was absolutely correct. The more I brew um, is, with uh, Scars of Mirrod and Euphrexia and all that, um, the more I realized that there was enough hate for Volokut and therefore Volokut didn't need to be banned. So, <laughs> so uh, absolutely, it was the right move. I mean, as a brewer... My perspective is it was it was a fantastic move and it's been so fun brewing and playing. I can't wait till Magic Online just switches fully over uh, to cutting Stoneforge and Jace. So, so you're you're not predicting a big comeback from Valkut then? Uh, no, absolutely not. After I've played with uh, Deceiver Exarch and we got Surgical Extraction, we just got the counters, blah blah blah. Uh, Valkut is barely still going to be tier two, I think. We still got spreading seas, which is going to be awesome. That's going to be good still because against like Splinter Twin and such. So, um, as an avid Volokut hater that plays green decks that cannot beat Volokut, uh, <laughs> I really don't think Volokut's going to be a top tier deck come rotation. Deceiver Exarch is just too good. It shuts them off their land, which makes them a turn slower. Because they gotta hit their sixth land, and Deceiver will just cut it off at the sixth turn or earlier, cut on cutting off a ramp spell. So, absolutely not. Volaku is not gonna be a deck. It's yeah. one game. Okay, so that's a strong terrible. statement. I was just to say that's that's a little that's a little heavy-handed, bro. It's, um, it, it's not though, dude. I've played. I've literally played probably twenty 
to 30 matches, like mat, full on matches against Volokut already. <laughs> and, uh, all I have for blue is Deceiver Exarch and Frost Titan in my deck. I don't even have counter spells, spreading seas, whatever the hell else. And <laughs> I'm, I'm literally about 70 to 80%. I haven't actually kept track, but I, I rarely lose to Volokut. It's not going to be a deck. I'm confident about that. Well, it may no. It it won't may not be the best deck. Is what you're trying to say? Absolutely. He said it's like, barely going to be t- tier two. That's like a big right. state. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lost. I lost last week to Valica, and it, I think it's three one that are F and M. When probably yeah, no, still pre, legal. Pre banning, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, here's. Although here's, we're not, we're used to Jesse making these kinds of statements. No, 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 no. But it, I'm getting. <laughs> Did better you know that the, Jesse actually has a, a, a trolling Twitter account now? That's called Sexy Cards Com. Have you seen this? No. Yeah, he went on to say like the new Jace is better than Jace the Mind Sculptor, so it's better than so, but it's not as good as Koth or something it's not stupid as good like as that. Koth. Yeah, it was it was something insane. But you guys should check that out because that's really funny too. So carry on. This is going to so, be. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. Jesse, this is where it all comes crashing down on you because you make your huge predictions and you're like, ah, Spell Skite, it's no, the best. But, and, you know, <laughs> it's all, now you want to be like, stand on your serious soapbox and everybody kind of rolls their eyes. It's a boy who cried wolf. Listen, listen, okay, first of all, first of all, it's not that Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, bitches. Since I've got better, since I've got some time to, you know, kind of even out my craziness, which the craziness is fun and I'm wrong, I'm wrong sometimes, whatever. Dude, I called Spell Skite. I called Stillport being banned. Uh, Matt Morrow owes me lunch because he didn't think anything would have banned, and I said Stoneforge and Chase and Volokut. Yeah, I, I won some stuff from that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So so I'm kind of on a roll. I kind of called Phyrexian Metamorph, uh, Smitty's Angels article. Go and check it out. I missed on Chancellor of the Tangle, but two for three, not bad. Can I get so. a list of what you missed, Tom? Uh like- yeah, that, yeah, you don't have I mean, that. Aren't you, don't you just the guy that. that stands on your, on your, <laughs> it stands in front of your mic and says, this is awesome, this is awesome, this is Nobody awesome. Nobody has time for this. Right. Yeah, I just say everything is awesome because then I hit. No. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> that was so, my point. <laughs> you so, could still be right about Chancer. I uh, could. I absolutely the, could. Yeah. The, the Valakut list that uh, I saw. Okay. Posted about. Yeah, the four yeah. Chancers of the Tangle. Yeah, I wonder if saw, that's good. You, you saw that that was a unified list, right? Right, right. Yeah, so that was like, you know, I mean, it, it might still be a thing. Right. You know, like, I read his article, too, and the stuff he said made sense, but it sounds a lot less consistent. And one good thing about Valakut is that it was really consistent, right? Sure, sure. But the thing, okay, here's the thing about Valakut. People haven't actually tested, I think, to the extent <laughs> I have, in the new standard against it. Therefore, yes, it can roll over people. Yes, it'll be in tournaments. Yes, it'll win games. And yes, it'll maybe top eight. However, if you're prepared for it, it's not going to be... It's just not even tier two. It's... I I said it was... I don't know. Did I say it's kind of... It's. I'll give it tier two. Fine. Like, But it's not going to be the best deck. And it's definitely not going to be... It's just not going to dominate tournaments like people think. And I thought that at first, too. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. I'm not going to be able to beat Volokut, and this is going to be a pain in the ass to brew against, and I'd rather almost have Cobblade. Since I've been doing it, Deceiver, Exarch, all these cards, too good. Volokut's not going to be nearly as dominant as people think. Splinter Twin will. Like, blue and red are going to be everywhere. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And y'all motherfuckers will see in about a month. (laughs) So, uh... Red deck wins is probably the best deck ever in the uh, next three months. Well, you know, come July, yeah, it's going to be very, very right? strong. 
But the thing, here's the thing against red decks. Yes, it'll be extremely powerful. Yes, it's gonna be just like bonkers. You got Grim Lava Mancer, you got Goblin. What is it called? The fucking one you blow so up the goblin you have, grenade. So here's the thing. You have a goblin pl- you've got goblin guide, you've got a goblin plinker. Like a one casting cost goblin Tim. Okay? You've got uh you've got the Grim Lava Mancer, you've got Lightning Bolt, Shock, Incinerate. Shrine of Burning Rage, Stagger Shock, like all of these things cost less. I've than got f- Core Firewalker. Well, well but exactly, but you still got Shrine. Got, you still got, you know what I mean? Like, there's, December. anyways, it's going, yeah, it's going to be a, bro- it's going to be the strongest it's been in a long fucking time. Uh, yeah. I, I agree, but the thing is about Red Deck wins. Yes, it'll be in tournaments. Yes, it'll be everywhere. It'll dominate. But if people are extremely ready for it and hate it out, it's one of those decks you can hate out. You just like life gain, life gain, life gain, whatever, and then just win. <laughs> so I mean, it's not oh going to be God, like I'm going to do that, right? I mean, it'll it, it's going to be like it's going to be extremely good. It's going to be hated against, um, and then something else will come, be the best deck, and then Red Equins will steal a tournament when people aren't like people kind of forget about it type thing, like it always is. But it, it will be very good and probably the best it's been since obviously, well, definitely since I've been around, but. Hey, I'm just I'm just throwing out predictions. I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what it sounds like when somebody backpedals? Hey, I'm not backpedaling. I am sticking to my stories, and you all heard it. And I'm strong about those those ones right there. Okay. So, anyways, that's, that's my story. Anyone else got an opinion? Shit. <laughs> what about you, KYT? Do, I mean, have you like? Been crying yourself to sleep for the past <laughs> few nights, or I don't know. Well, I can't. I'm getting. I mean, are you even good at magic without that deck? Or <laughs> I'm getting so many of these trolling <laughs> tweets from everybody. It's like I think Scott just when he started this. Uh, I'm worried about you. It's like <laughs> what are you gonna do now, or like many tweets. What are you gonna do now, KYT? What are you gonna play now? It's like okay, I guess. I wonder what I did play before this. Wasn't it Boros or something? Was it Boros? No, I... No, it wasn't. I played... That was me. Oh. Like, Boss Knight I played, and that's a while ago. And then I played uh, Super Friends from by Flores, and then was pretty much on Blue White for a while. Then I played... Ex- yeah, because Standard Season didn't start going until, like, the middle of last year, right? It was... More extended and mm-hmm. uh, still limited season. So, what did you play in extended? Did you play like a modified Cobblade, or did you play something else entirely? Or I started with uh, Mythic Conscription because I thought it was one of the best yeah, decks. That's what you that deck was awesome, right? But uh, eventually, like I, I, I felt like I didn't want to play a deck with Mana Dorks as much anymore because uh, they some- die. Yeah, they die, and some, like sometimes you have those hands where if one of them die, you lose, and then it's no longer about uh, play skill anymore. It's just like they they bolt that guy, and and your hands just total garbage. But if they don't, you win. So um, yeah, I've been in that too. I I played that Bant Agro <clears throat> list at the uh, la- at the last extended PTQ here in Seattle, and so yeah, I know that feeling. So I don't like overall like the EV of that deck might be great, but like it felt. Like I'd rather have a deck that's that's more consistent, I guess. So I did play, end up playing and top fouring a PTQ with blue white fairies, and that's the deck that I probably uh, am helping 
uh, my friend Justin Richardson uh, brew for Philly because that's probably going to be a major player there, <laughs> I expect. Um, and but for standard, like after that, you know, I just started playing uh, Cargo, I guess, and then from there on. But before that, like. It, Super Friends, which is close, and obviously Boss Nile was totally different. But yeah, what am I gonna do now? I'm still gonna play Blue White, I think. Like like Jerry uh, in his article, he, he said that he'd start with Blue White, and that's where I'm gonna start as well. I think it reminds me of when I think it was before. I think there was a period of time where Blue White wasn't popular, but that's because people everybody thought it sucked, but it was like an underrated strategy, and it, and it was still actually viable if you. Uh, built it a certain particular way, and I'm hoping that it's the case here. But you know, you're well, thinking about going back to the kind of tap out one, like right. the one that Brad Nelson, I, I think he what second placed or won that GP with. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or so, either that or something really uh, counter. I mean, when Cago was there, um, <clears throat> there was no no Stoneforge Mystic. We didn't play Swords then, and we still had a good matchup against Valka because. We that version was like super counter heavy plus spreading seas, and so yeah. I felt super comfortable against Valakut with that particular list, especially post cyborg. When you like you bring flash trees in, and like even if they have summoning traps, you have spell pierce, so you usually do the counter to that and spell pierce the trap. And I mean, felt super comfortable with that. But of course, a lot of the games that I did win with that deck came down to you know slamming down Jace at some point. And fate sealing them until they died. So, you know, whether I would still win those games without the Mind Sculptor uh, remains to be seen. So I, I got to start testing. I mean, Jerry's version has Venster and Karn, and um, I've always felt underwhelmed with Venster. So I don't know uh, what the future of Blue-White holds, but uh, it'll be interesting. How do you just poke your eyes out when you play Blue-White? <laughs> Why? It's so dry. This is like the old conversation between like, do you want to have fun and be that guy that's really proud of his own brew, or do you want to win? I disagree. Like you can. Well, of course you disagree. Right. Of course you disagree. It's not because it wins. Also, well, it happens to win, but I love blue White. winning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can. We like. I completely forgot Wall of Omens existed for for a moment when I looked at Jerry's list. I'm like, wow, we still have that awesome two drop in the blue white control. So, I mean, really going to start obviously with Mono Red as one of the Gauntlet decks. Very, uh, it's very scary. <laughs> yeah, no, it's capable of some insane starts. And I mean, if you're if you're even, you almost have to come out of the gate with two answers. Like, you, you've got to stop. You've got to counter, you know, a piece of burn and a goblin guide. Otherwise, you're, like, done. Or yeah. just answer it. It's It puts you so far behind so quickly. So, yeah, so I was wondering if, uh, like, I'm going to start main decking. Well, which I've been doing with Comblade, which is main decking mental missteps. And if the uh, mono red deck becomes popular, I mean, misstep in Legacy is one of the answers to, to, to an early, well, especially on the draw, an early Grim Lava Mancer and... Uh, you know, I really like Mental Misstep, so look forward to potentially be playing that at Nationals. Yeah, it looks like, it looks like you're going to be facing down Lava Mancers in Standard soon, too, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So I guess uh, with Fetchlands, too, right? <laughs> Fuck that deck. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, God. People are complaining about playing fucking Stoneforge Mystic and Batterskull and Legacy, and now we get to bitch about Grim Life and Mancer and Standard again. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> Just come full circle. I know. I know. Somebody, 
I haven't been playing for very long. Somebody explain to me what the big deal with that card is. Uh, free free damage, ridiculously cheap. It's not yeah, free yeah. damage. You have to pay mana and tap it, right? Don't you? Don't you tap a tap a yeah, red? Yeah, it's and... like shock on a stick, dude. <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah, but... that, that is it. Basically, the the but type why, of decks why is it that... so much better than just a regular pinger? Well, because okay. it does two. Right. Yeah, it does yeah, two no, instead I, of one. I understand that. Yeah. Well, okay, so, so here's that, the thing. That's why. I mean, and oh, okay. The other thing, too, is uh, don't forget, like, once the Scars block becomes the main, yeah. you know, meat, yeah. potatoes, everything's fucking two. Yeah. Okay. That's right? fine. Like, I understand, the, the that it's, reason... I understand that it's better in comparison to what we have now, because all we have now is Infect, Bringers, right. so it's, it's or it's better than, so compare it to Ember Holler. It's better no, no, than Ember Holler. Yeah, of course. I'm just Wonder wondering like, why everybody's got a big boner for it because well, basically it's awesome. It doesn't seem like it's Jace the Mind Sculptor. No, but it's but it but it can kill Jace. And this thing comes down. The main thing with it is that the decks that run it will fill up a graveyard, right? Because either they cast dudes and those dudes beat you down. If you take care of the dudes, then this thing's sitting there. Most okay. people don't want to use removal on it, and it's a one drop, so it can get under almost all the counters, at least previous to mental previous misstep. Previous to misstep, yeah. Yeah. Right, so right, okay. It just sits there and, like, <laughs> generates this advantage on you that if you counter their stuff, you, you get damage out of it, right? If they right. don't counter it, then you get damage out of it. And so right. it's just one of these, like, really, like, you know, the, the deck that I run in Legacy is the, is like a version of the Metalworker deck, and it has Goblin Welder in it. And a similar thing. This thing hits, and it doesn't do a whole lot initially, but it just means that, like, when they're interacting with you, you're getting value out of it. Okay, okay. That's all you had to say. It's just card advantage. Cool. Yeah, card advantage. Because, <laughs> like, I, I knew it. No, I knew it. all I, you had to say. I, I know the card is good. I just like it. I hate the magic community whenever I'm trying to like properly value or uh, evaluate. Because they'll just a tell card. you because it's awesome. Well, and also, <laughs> like, also every that? fucking card is awesome. Every yeah. card is awesome. Oh <laughs> my god! Did you see the commander deck list? There's like 25 rares in there. I'm like, well, not really, because all the rares that are new are the same rarity as the commons, and some of them are really bad. No, no, like all the commander cards, they're like so motherfucking awesome. Like, oh my god, oh my god, and then you're like, well. But they suck, and like, what do you expect? It's a precon. They're the best. Oh my god. Oh my god. And you're like, <laughs> okay. And then I find just yeah, people do the magic. People just yeah. do that about Grim and Lavamancer, right? And then it's like, and there's only two opinions in Magic. One is the new Jace is the worst card ever. I want to fuck my own ass with my remote because <laughs> this is just the worst card ever. That's the only thing I can possibly think of doing. Or oh my god, this card is is the best. It's arguably better than every other card that's like it. And just shut up, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You're a noob, noob. Noob troll, noob, and like so, it's really difficult for me as a new player to evaluate cards that are old, uh, like Griffin Lavamancer. Like I just assumed that everybody was going crazy about it because it's an old card, and they're like, yeah, "Oh my god, it's it's coming back!" Right, like nostalgia, right? Yeah, I didn't get it when I first saw it either. I, I my buddy got into Legacy and. Uh, he made Zoo was one of the first decks that he made, and he's like, Lavamancer, and I'm just like, what is this? And I pick it up, and I'm like, this sucks. Like, yeah. it's a pinner, <laughs> you have to pay, and it's conditional? Like, you need stuff in your yard? Yeah, and yeah. He's like, that, he's like yeah. just watch, just watch. And I'm like, okay. And I just, man, it just kept eating away, you know? Like, yeah, right, right. It just, it, if it kills a creature, right? Like, it's like, damn. I mean, think of all the stuff that that kills. Two damage is a lot, you know? Yeah. So it actually ends up being a pretty big edge for the mana. Yeah, 
and especially in Legacy, right? Like, all the cards that you're looking to kill, like the zoo cards, you know, you can pretty much get there with twos most of the time. And then you're looking at bobs, you're looking at, you know, that sort of stuff, like stone forges and bobs. and Goblin welder, like I just, there's a slew of them. Uh, Vendillion click, I mean, yeah. the list goes on and they all die to this thing. I don't yeah. know about for standard, you're still going to get sick value out of it, um, but uh, yeah, maybe not quite as good. That's my thing. It's just like everybody kind of I find always goes nuts about. Oh yeah. um, no, that's that's just about magic, old. Dude. Well, they just go nuts about old cards that come back because they think they're evaluating them based on how they used to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you oh my god, reevaluate. Yeah, yeah, and that's and people don't do that, right? They're like, oh my no. god, remember when this card was so awesome? And you're like, yeah, but it's not awesome now. Like. Remember when Nantuko Shade was fucking $15 or however much that was? $10? They, <laughs> they, like, reprinted that card, and it's never been in any deck ever, you know, since <laughs> since they reprinted it. So, like, you know. I think I that's just, what, it, I just have a hard time with that. Right. I think that's why it's different for this card, because it's still good now in, in current Legacy. And, I mean, when I played Affinity, it was against a mono red deck. It's one of the scarier cards to face early because he would just kill your frog mites, kill like anything. So isn't the strategy then just to kill the lava answer? Is that Yeah, but see saying? you're almost never coming out ahead on that, right? Like uh, okay. if you use your sword to, swords to plowshares on it, you're equal mana wise, so you haven't lost any tempo or anything, as assuming that they haven't activated the guy yet. The mm -hmm. problem is is that now they're casting something else that you need to kill. So the these are the I typical see. these are the classic type of cards that slip under the radar and basically aren't worth killing, but do they get value from? Right. I mean, this is where, like, if you use a bolt on this, then you're going to take nine from a wild Nakatl, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Puts you in a really tough spot. But cool. you're right, Marshall. I don't know what it really kills in our, our current metagame. Obviously, it kills, like, Fauna Shaman if those decks become popular. Yeah. Um, it kills basically anything that Jesse casts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I think Jay's right about having to revisit because, like, if they reprinted, like, Spell Snare. Right, like I don't know how good that would be in standard. I mean, there's not that. It many would rape Valakit. Would it? Well, a lot of the ramp that they play, would right? It? Like rampant growth <laughs> is coming back. So rampant growth, explore, um, mana leak. You know, yeah, I'm just true. I'm just trying and to run like the, the wall, gamut of two yeah, cast, yeah. Uh and what's it called? The uh, enchantment as well. Calling yeah, calling heart. Heart. Yeah, like maybe it's pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, okay, no of course, once they, once they start casting Titans. <laughs> yeah. Well, now here's the thing. It's no flash freeze, right? But, like, you gotta, you know, cause that, that's really good against Relicate, but, so I heard. But, um, <laughs> but you'd be able to safely main deck it, cause there's a ton of targets for it in the standard, so you'd be able to, you know, safely run it main, and still, you know, leech incidental value against Relicate for it. There you go. So, I mean, but the, the key, though, is, is that you actually think about that, right, and look at the decks that are popular and say, is this deck, is this card that's getting reprinted from Legacy, and it's awesome in Legacy, is it awesome here, right? And, yeah, I, I agree with Jay on that. I think it's you really shouldn't take it at face value, right? Right. I mean, there's no interesting card that has been uh, spoiled on, on 2012. I know Tom Lapeel has, has mentioned, has tweeted, as you guys must have read, that the two more interesting cards have yet to be revealed. And I hope one of them is not Jace, Memory Adept, because <laughs> I'm a blue mage, but I wouldn't even play this guy. See, okay. He sucks. I, but I, I tweeted uh -oh. today. Uh, okay, hold on. Scott, Scott, Scott. Hold on a minute. Well, the hold thing is, is like, I think that it's what... He's what Planeswalker should be. But, man, after having Jace the Mind Sculptor, like, you can't throw this. 
Like, yeah. they set the bar way okay. too high. Okay. This guy sucks. Couple things. Couple things. Couple things. When you, when you, when you put him into, in the Mind Sculptor's shadow, he's a fucking ant that's already been squished. How like, do you not? His you, name is Jace. Okay. <laughs> no, but that's fair. But it's, at some point we have to turn around and realize that, you know, it's gone and, you know, we have to move. And no, this is not magic. Magic players do not do that. No, okay. there's no precedent set for us to have to forget anything. Like, people that never, ever, <laughs> okay. ever played Affinity okay. bitch about Affinity. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, okay. Let me tr- so let me try from a different perspective here then. Okay, hear me a sec. I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> Valakid, when it gets hit by a sword of body and mind, right, it, if it mills enough mountains, it's very damaging. Yes. That's correct. So conceivably, if you are in a blue-white shell with enough you-can't-attack-me cards and counterspells backed up with Jace, this will effectively neutralize a Valakid deck. Similarly, with an Exarch Twin deck, if you can flip over enough of its key pieces, you can also win. Man, you, you <laughs> this is so not... <laughs> No, this argument is the worst. Okay, so first thing is, is that what you're saying is, is that it effectively takes care of Valakut if left untouched for multiple turns, right? <laughs> and that's not even the case. It's it's completely uh, variance-driven, right? You could just brick off. Like, you could just not hit that many mountains, and he just goes, well, I guess I just went anyway. They don't need that many, right? True. Now, you can, though. I mean, I, I'm giving you that, for sure. Yeah. You can just randomly hit, like, four mountains and be like, that's pretty sweet, and I feel like I'm going to win this. But even yeah. then... The scenario you're describing is a sideboard, a five-drop sideboard card against Valakut. Yeah, okay. That kind of works, right? No, that's, fair, mean, that's fair. That's fair. Like, remember so, when Jace came out and everybody yeah. was like, whole, like what Jay was saying, and people were just freaking out, and they turned out they were right. This is like, I'm supposed to be excited by this. See, okay, but when you, but when you look at it, when you look at it as a whole, like a holistic thing, like the theme that they're, they're trying to put out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at, you know, a, I mean, this is a lot of you know, happy Christmas land shit here. But I mean, you've got the windfall on a stick now. The like, what? The windfall on a stick. What's that? Uh, Jace's, uh, Jace's little rare minion creature. I can't remember what he's called, but he's two blue and one for okay. like a two, two wizard that has one blue and tap. And I don't know if you've ever played the card windfall, but it's like uh-uh. both players discard their hands and draw cards equal to the highest number of cards discarded this way. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Okay. So when you look at Consecrated Sphinx with those Windfall guys on a stick, and if you're still packing an Eldrazi, you win, right? Because, <laughs> you know, you discard your blue deck, you're going to have six, seven cards in your hand. You know, you can use Jace to mill out an extra ten or whatever you want to do. I mean, you've got you know, the Windfall guy on a stick. You can make your opponent draw 20 cards. Like, I don't know if you get there, but you see what I'm saying? Like, the whole mill theme, they're going for it. Like, they're, they're aggressively trying to make it not suck. No, and they always are. Bell they always Tower are. Is back. They always know? are. Like, there's – hey, I know, I know, but oh there's a God, lot of – I'm awful. just saying. I can't even I'm believe I'm listening to this. There's a lot of mill. <laughs> pushing it really hard. And this this Jace is is the best like nod always. that they've had to make, tr- aggressively trying to make mill a strategy in, since Glimpse the Unthinkable. Okay, like Glimpse and Icer Conceptor was a lot of fun, I recall, back in the day. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this is like it's it's on a planeswalker. So – I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting card. I think that from a templating standpoint, it's it's got a lot of flavor. Do I think it's remotely close to being able to replace Jace the Mind Sculptor or fucking even Jace Bellerin? Not on your goddamn life. Don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say. 
Um, I'm just saying that it's it's an interesting card, and I think that they've templated it well. It's fucking – that's all. Yeah, I think it's interesting too, and this is what I thought Planeswalkers were going to be like, right? Like kind of niche cards that maybe weren't super powerful but did fit into some, uh, you know, certain – uh, approaches like deck approaches like to, mill strategy or something. To just kind of to just kind of upvote that really quickly and then I'll let you go on. I really wish that that's what they were like. Yeah, I do too. Honestly, I'm I'm with you. I, like I, the thing is, is that you know if they were like look at like look at like uh, Sarkon Vol, you know, or somebody like that where. You could build decks around him to try to take advantage of his stuff, but he isn't that good on his own, right? In fact, I don't think he does anything on his own, really. Uh, you know, he doesn't protect himself and all that kind of stuff, right? And you get a guy like this, Jace. You, when you see this card, the new Jace, you just want to build a mill deck around it. Like if if you're into that kind of thing, the first thing that comes to your head is just simply. Well, what can I put around it to protect him? How can I get some mill going? What's my win con? How does this work, right? But you don't think, well, he probably goes in literally every blue deck that's going to get played for the next two years. You know, like, not at all, right? And so, like Jay said, it, I, I was hoping that the Planeswalkers would be a lot more narrow when I first heard about them. I heard, uh, you know, I came back to the game shortly after Lorwyn, so I got introduced to them quickly, but I was told this is what Planeswalkers should be. And I was like... Cool. And now I face down Gideon and Jace and these really, really game-ending, tough-to-deal-with permanents, and they call them Planeswalkers, but they don't have anything to do, like, their number one appeal is their power level, right? I mean, they're super strong cards, right? And that's why you get excited about them, not because they fill this one niche where you're just like, man, my mill deck, this guy would be awesome in my mill deck. I can't wait to get one of those Jaces and put it in my mill deck, you know? And I think that's what they should be. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I'm that being forward said, to I've played so. Jason every deck I've played for the past, like, year and a half or whatever. Like, I, I refuse to ignore yeah. these cards, you know, because they're just too good. Yeah, and he's retarded. <laughs> so there's actually, I don't know, have you guys, do any of you guys pay remote attention to, um, like MTG Sal and all those those sites, because apparently somebody put up a reasonable mock-up of what Garouk would look like, at or what they they rumor him to look like at like three green and one. Anyone see this? Not yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. I saw the mock-up. If the mock-up is spot on, I am in love with Garouk. <laughs> he's 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 dumb. It's something like plus two tutor a land and put it into play tapped or something, or like a like a basic land or something instead of the untapped. And he doesn't makes, even say basic, does it? Oh, the, I, think it I don't know. Anyways, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting mock-up. Like it's it's likely not accurate because something that basically plus twos to put a land into play from your library is probably as dumb as Prime Titan. Oh wait, they printed that. Um, and then uh, and then they've also got like a a minus. It's a minus ability, like minus one, put a two-two wolf into play or something like that. No, it's His, plus one. Oh really? It's okay. the, the mock-up is plus one to put a two-two wolf in, and then his ultimate is like minus six or something stupid like that, and it's like put a two-two wolf into play for each land you control and creature. What? <laughs> Sorry, no, that's right. Yeah. What? You guys haven't seen the mock-up? I haven't seen that. What do, when you guys yeah, say mock-up, what do you mean? Like, is this a, a spoiled, potentially spoiled card, looks, or is this some guy dreaming? It, 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 well, potentially, yeah. it looks like it potentially could be a spoiled. spoiled yeah. yeah. Interesting, because that actually, you know, those those abilities, I didn't. I thought you said plus plus minus. It is no plus plus minus. Yep. 
Hmm, that's interesting because those don't actually those sound pretty on flavor to me. Although go although plusing and getting a two two dude, that's probably that's better little, than Elspeth. Yes, and, and remember how good she was. But you know what, Elspeth would still be better than that. Honestly, I mean the two two isn't that much more relevant than a one one most of the time. And plus three plus three and flying for plus is much better than a rampant growth. I mean Garuk already ramped as a planeswalker. That's Less true. than just adding a, a come into play tapped land each turn. The other thing about him, though, that makes it really sick is that, well, or that tries to balance it out is the mock up says it's three green and one. Okay. Right. So mm. you're not going to see that, you know, across a wide berth of decks. So but this would be like if the guys in R&D said, what would the basically mono green planeswalker look like? Yep. I mean, and, dude, and making wolves, getting lands, and making more dudes, that's all savagely green. So. It is. It is. And you huh. know what? If it was that one, I, I, I think I, as much as people think it might be OP to, like, plus one to make a 2-2 two, two wolf, triple green means you're pretty much in mono green. And it's, yeah. it's not going to be a super, like, competitive deck. It's just I don't know, dude. That plus yeah that's pretty good dude making yeah. two i mean even elspeth was awesome and, and you could just and like any of these any of these planeswalkers that can protect themselves on any level have proven to be very very strong especially at the four drop slot and yeah the triple green's pretty oppressive but my god like pumping out in like how does control <laughs> deal with that i mean yeah. we're gonna need to see oblivion ring back right well they, I mean, you they can just IT going, oh, wait a minute, oh, guys. You wait. Know, like i don't know yeah. if i need two twos coming out of my ears for the next year because if you can manage to stick you know whatever it, it, does he have a different name Garuk, whatever, uh, new, I forget new, what the mock up says yeah I mean you can just how, how does blue white deal with, with that right like that's that seems pretty yeah. damn good if I think he goes I think he goes to five loyalty after the plus one too so <laughs> he would be really good but like I mean Okay, as a green mage, don't you think that um, <laughs> it's like things that seem overpowered in green aren't like necessarily like grizzly bears aren't as good as like so many abilities that other colors get, in my opinion. And like yes, what? I mean, we're talking yourself. free grizzly bears, dude. That's like making free dudes is one of the best things planeswalkers can do. Okay, I agreed. But when was the last time? Like green was ultra competitive. Other, no, okay, maybe Eldrazi green, right? Eldrazi green and Valak, uh, you know, basically anything with Prime Titan. But I know what you're saying. Like just like a green beats deck or something. Right. They need to like push the power level of green in a sense to see where it can go because I don't think they've ever got there except for maybe with Survival of the Fittest. But that was and then they pushed a little too hard. Years, well, that was like ten years after it was made. It was that OP, right? So I yeah, and it took a certain no, dude. I know what you're saying, and and I I bet you anything that the uh, the guys in R&D have conversations along those lines of how far can we push. I mean, obviously, remember how bad blue was during shards, and they're like, hey, let's see yeah. how far we can push blue. Oops, right? Oops, <laughs> like, yeah. Let's give you preordained mana leak and Jace in the same environment and see what happens. And it's like KYT's, you know, fist pumping and everybody else is crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it'll be interesting. Like, I'm excited to see. I mean, yeah. because as far as the mirrored and block, green is pretty awful. Thrun is really good, but other than that, green's pretty bad. You think Thrun's really good, huh? Yeah, in block. But, I mean, once Innistrad oh, and M12 block. come out, it's going to change drastically. Yeah. But, yeah, in block, he's very hard to answer in block. Uh -huh. But, anyway, so, yeah, I'm excited. I hope they do push 
in the power level of green a little bit. I wouldn't marshal. This is pretty scary if this is uh this is a real card. <laughs> it would be a very it would be a very big push towards it it, towards power green. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> yeah that's really scary. I mean it is interesting though that they they made if it is the case let's just assume it's a real card that the ultimate just gets you more of what you already have as opposed to putting away the game that turn like the old Garrick did. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, if you're playing against a deck that's running spot removal, hey, what was the starting loyalty? I on the think mock-up? it was four. Let me check, though. I'm going to no try to look way. it up right now, too. <laughs> it's so <laughs> retarded. I'm going to puke on my keyboard if it's four. If he starts at four, it's... you make a dude and go to five. Like, even Red's like, shrug, I guess we're dead. Uh it's got to be fake. <laughs> yeah, there has to be. See, that's two points. No, I, no chance. Like, remember, we're only getting shock. <laughs> we don't even get bolt back. So, like, if if he starts out, you know, virtually at five loyalty and a two-two well, dude, in front of him, you could never kill that. But the thing is, we they gave us Frexian Invoker and Beast Within, and they expected those to be answers, right? Yeah, you know that's that's interesting about the Revoker. I, I saw some comments um, online from. I think it was during Aaron's article about the bannings or something. And uh, they said, yeah, you know, or maybe it was uh, Tom Lapilli's article before that. But anyway, yeah, they said, oh, yeah, Revoker, that'll do it. But then they, they've acknowledged that it didn't do what they wanted it to. Yeah, that was in the ban article by Forsyth. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I would assume that as they go to, I mean, we know how these schedules work with the sets and stuff, but that they probably would have figured, out oh, that didn't really work out, you know. I'm still looking. I can't find it instantly. Although mono green potentially would have a hard time dealing with a revoker, so that's exactly, okay. exactly. So I, I think it's reasonable. Yes, it's pushing it, but no, it's not we'll reasonable. See, we'll see. Like it's definitely pushing it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you have I to agree with Marshall. It's, it's pushing it really, really hard. But like, like you <laughs> said, the, the ultimate is almost irrelevant. Jesse's no, like no, that's not what I said. <laughs> no, no, okay, I know you didn't say that, but I'm saying the ultimate is almost irrelevant. Like, sure, it's just like a win more at that point. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Jesse's like, let it be somewhat decent so this could actually exist. I, know. I, I can't tell how much of this is Jesse's like analytical thoughts and how much of it is him just going, oh, please, God, give me this card. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both, but. Yeah, honestly. that's fair. That's fair. You can be excited. I mean, you know, I'm not taking that away from you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm a green mage. I've had to. But I can't sit here and have you say this is okay. Like, this is a fair card. <laughs> you know, this would be like if we got a really early sneak preview of Jay's. And we're all looking at it right now, and 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 like KYT is like this seems pretty fair. Like Fateful, <laughs> that's not that bad, you know. Brainstorm, whoever did that, right? Like, <laughs> okay, Jesse, you would just be like, you know, cringing. Yeah, yeah, true, true. T- yeah, absolutely. You're, I agree. But to the listeners that don't know, Marshall has helped me out with a lot of my decks, and he's been a voice of reason for a lot of ideas. So. <laughs> he keeps me in check. He keeps me in check a lot. Yeah, of but time. you know that's one of your strengths, Jess. Like just to complete the bro hug here, is that <laughs> you know you actually listen to people's feedback, and I, I can probably count like three people in the magic community that actually listen. Like they'll ask you a question, but they don't want the answer, and they don't listen to it when they get it. But when I say stuff to Jesse, he actually like takes it in and goes, okay, well, let me think about this. You know, he doesn't always do, you know, whatever I said, but he at least addresses it. And that's like such a huge strength. That's, that's how I hold out hope for you becoming, you know, the next, <laughs> uh, you know, deck builder extraordinary. Sure. sure. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. No homo. Love you. 
Yeah, let me just uh, wipe my mouth off so, here. <laughs> so, so, okay, so I linked you guys. Um, Garuk is three loyalty, but he has a plus two and a plus one. Did you find it? Yeah, I linked you. The, I've been searching are, for oh, it. They're now. already confirmed to be fake, according yeah, to Yeah, come on, the Jason's yeah, be, fake. <laughs> Jason, the name is fake and everything. Okay. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. So it, it it could be close. I don't know. The, the Jason is definitely off, though, so. Um, but we, yeah, you know, I think these actual, are clever, but the plus yeah, they are clever. two is just th- th- there's just no way that's that's too too unfair. And and uh, well, we did see, we do see real pictures, I think, of the cards, but they're so blurry that we can't really make no, them. Out. Those those are fake. Look at the oh, blue those were fake too. Jace Master of Illusions. So yeah, the artwork uh, is correct. No, no, th- like there that, was... that's very clearly the correct artwork. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a I, totally wrong template. Well, and yeah, they did spoil you, one of them on that. What, what's that TV show? That G four. Yeah, that was real. Like I, I saw one of the guys from Wizards tweet, "Hey, G four had something cool on there today." So I think that anything they showed on there, I think, was real. Yeah, G four was real. Yeah, There's and that's the where the Jace thing came from, I think. Yeah. There's yeah. a link for G four. It has the symbol on the TV and everything, and that is the real Jace memory adept. Okay, so. but we haven't seen the new Garrick then. No. Correct. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, Jesse. What? <laughs> Rest in peace, new Garrick. <laughs> well, I thought the old Garrick, I always call him Garrick, by the way. I don't know. I thought he was Garrick. perfect, though. I thought in terms of. Uh, But I think they could have pushed him slightly more, but agreed. Like, he, Ooh, he the was old one? Good. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I thought he was just right. Like, Yeah, yeah. Same here. Those, those old, I, I thought those old Planeswalkers were. Man, they they really home run. I think on all of those. I mean, those guys were all pretty. I mean, I guess Liliana is the one that kind of people look at, but oh, and Chandra. Chandra, Chandra does didn't see that much play. That's true. Chandra that is, saw her fair share of play in sideboards as a as an answer to Baneslayer. Right. Yeah, but that's, when she first yeah, came that out. is true. And you know, she's getting play again. I don't know if you guys have seen the the big red kind of proliferate deck, but that deck's actually pretty decent. Like that one or game day, I wasn't here for it, but one of my buddies ran it and and he he crushed pretty good with that deck. It's so funny that you say that because I believe somebody on this podcast may have already mentioned it. Oh, sorry, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> not, not, I'm not. I'm not giving you shit for that. I'm actually just saying I'm giving the other guys and the listeners shit for that because when I talk about it, everybody gives me shit. This isn't a real dick. Blah blah blah. blah. Oh, <laughs> well, I watched my buddy play it on Moto a few times, and it can do some really impressive stuff. Like, I mean, it, yeah. it makes Titans way earlier than you should make Titans, and my God, that shrine gets just awkwardly out of control yeah. really fast. By the way, speaking of Titans, man, fuck, did they really need to reprint them in M12? I know you were hoping for it not yeah. to Yeah, I mean, okay, they bring in down the power level, and that's fine. Like, we're not going to have Lotus Cobra and everything to pump them out, but those cards are so clearly better than anything out in the Scars of Mirrodin block. Holy right shit, now, you like, sounded yeah. just like Flores for a second. That was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to give me, like, a top ten? <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, I will, actually. Okay, so we got oh, Preordain right? at one. <laughs> <laughs> now you sound a lot like Flores. <laughs> Lotus Cobra at two, Deceiver Exarch at three, uh, Splinter Twin at four. Um, one of the Titans got to be in there. I think Frost is going to make the top ten. Uh, damn, I can't come up with them all off the top of my head right now, but I'd go something like that in my top five. All right, well, Flores in training, then. Yes, I'll try. I'll get there in like 17 more years. <laughs> <laughs>
Man, just see his tangent goes through us yeah, all. A lot. So what are we going to talk about? We've talked about um, the bannings. We've oh, we talked about. We didn't. We didn't really, though, right? We just said it. it they're banned to move on, right? Well, then no, we talked about, about it for a little while. Yeah, what, yeah. The, what, what I think the best decks will be, and everyone was sick of my rant, so we moved on. Well, no, oh, then we talked to KYT about what he's going to do, and that's true. Yeah. Um, no, Marshall talked about like how he felt the. Uh, the uh, the planeswalkers from Morrowind were were just right. Like I love Bellowin. Oh yeah, that's I love, what we were talking about. Yeah, I love Liliana Vest. Like I even played her at, at some point. Um, just never played uh, Chandra. Like just ne- like even a Johnny I did play in, in Tokens deck. I think he so. was awesome in Tokens, right? Like he was exactly what you wanted in that deck. And then like and and Baby Jace. Man, Baby Jace is awesome, right? Like, that is exactly where Planeswalkers should be, I think. Like, it presents a different angle so that they have to now make a decision to attack a Planeswalker or use a spell to destroy it, or you're going to generate some type of advantage. But, like, a little mini Howling Mind for yourself for three turns is pretty fair deal, considering that they have the option to kill it a lot of the times and that it costs you three mana. Well, I don't understand why we needed to push it to like Gideon and Jason Mind Sculptor levels. Yeah, That's what you lost. Yeah, yeah. When you talk about it like that, and I'm like, God, that 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 makes a whole lot of sense. You're right. Jace Bellin is pretty awesome. And then you're like, Jason Mind Sculptor, like, what the fuck was going on with that shit? Motherfucker is broken. <laughs> like, but he was so much fun. To, but he's so much fun to play with. Yeah, he he, he made playing Magic so much fun. He, yeah. he really was. He was, he, seriously, that's gotta be one of my favorite cards ever, but yeah. honestly, good riddance. Like, I'll figure something else out because I, it's just, I just don't think that playing against cards that powerful are, are really that fun. And I don't know if you guys caught it in the article, but, um, Aaron also mentioned that there was a late change to Jace where his plus was originally like mill two, you know, something yeah. crappy. And they're just like, eh, let's just make it fate seal. That's not a problem, right? And like, man, I've tweeted and talked about this shit on the show before where, you know, when they, when, when you're playing a deck like kind of a Jesse deck, right? That might not have like an easy reload and you kind of, okay, here I am. And then he goes, and then they stabilize and go, Jace fate seal you. You can keep <laughs> that. And you know, I just want to eat a gun. I mean, yeah. I want to just immediately <laughs> die and I never want to play magic again, you know? And like, if it was like Jace mill you for two, <laughs> I would have been like, no problem. You know, I'll mill that all day and try to draw some. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> mill me bench lines, right? It's just amazing how the balance, how close it is, you know, because before they never played with, you know, before they really, had the card in its full form and got a full test on it, it probably wasn't a big deal for them to say, eh, instead of Mill 2, let's just have him be able to Fate Seal instead. You know, because Fate Seal is a pretty minor uh, ability, really. But, again, when you play against it and after they've kind of locked you out and they're, like, drawing counter spells every turn and then, you know, you combine that with the fact that you're drawing, like, half of the, maybe not half, but, you know, less of the good spells that you need, yeah. That's no well, fun. Have we yeah. never had Fate Seal on a permanent prior to Jace, though, right? I don't know. Like, like it's I'm, always been on single-shot spells? I've only seen it on those spells, like on uh, Spin into Myth or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I mean, it's just interesting that their first venture into putting it on a permanent, and it was absolutely game-ending. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I still love Jace. I, I, you know what? Personally, they they could have let me play with it for another four months and then just rotated it and call it a day, and I would have been okay with that. But 
I think that's what Jesse was saying too. Is like you know, I think that really, if they would have banned Stoneforge, that probably would have uh, taken the Cobblade deck down enough of a notch where it wasn't as much of an issue. But yeah. it made sense what they said about you know, look, we don't want to ban Stoneforge and then just still have the deck be the best deck. You know, so they yeah. needed to to really hammer blow standard. But I personally always thought that Jace was overpowered but never broken. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, but whatever. It is what it is, and it's a blast to brew. And standard is going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Is it going to be like I, I know you love this time frame, Jesse, where it's like uh, you know Wild Wild West style, and you, you get you know nothing's really set in stone. But, yeah. Like, do you think it's? I mean, most environments though follow the same pattern where it's like this at first, and things get kind of shaken out, and then there ends up being a top dog, and then everybody hates it. Do you think that's what's going to happen here? Or do you uh, think this is like a, a really good standard format? Well, I I think a little bit of both. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people might hate the best deck, which might be some form of Exarch Twin. Uh, but there's so much, like, just dagger hate for it that I think it's going to be reasonable. It's not going to be anything on the lines of, like, Cobblade or Volokut was at one point as far as being able to hate it out. But uh, I don't know. I don't, it's really That's really hard to predict. Yeah. At least until M12 comes out, then you'll have a better feel, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the, the red deck wins is going to be awesome, and there should be a lot more cards. So, I pretty much love any format that red deck wins is really good in because I never play that deck, but it beats the decks I hate to play, and I never seem to lose to that deck. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it balances things out. It makes yeah, it really good. does. Like any time red deck wins is is winning, I'm happy. No, I I always lose to that deck every year. At like regionals or something, I face one and I always lose to it because my sideboard's never prepared for it. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I should have known. Like, yep. <laughs> Montreal, Montreal is a heavy mono red, and I'm just, I always tell myself that, but never put in the core firewalkers when I, when I should. The thing that scares me the most, or that pisses me off the most about losing their mono red is you always lose like the turn before you kill them, right? <laughs> yeah, every time. <laughs> you know? It's like, oh yes, I just need one more swing, and they're like, oh. Got the bolt. I'm like, of course you've got the bolt. <laughs> Burst lightning kicker. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> nice deck, brah. Oh. Anyways, I hear you. Yeah, that's always the case with that deck. It's, like, designed to do that. Hmm. So Jesse might show up to SCG Seattle in uh, in roughly a month? Yeah, I think I'm going to be working towards going to Seattle. I mean, it's not that much of a shot up. Uh Got some friends up there and would love to hang out with Marshall and, uh, you know, fucking win a 5K. So, absolutely. I hope yeah, I dude, come up, up man. We're, we'd have a really good time if you come up. It'd be, uh, it'd be sweet. We can go get some food. I can I can buy you some dinner. We can. Oh, well, Matt Mar might get jealous, Marshall. Yeah, I, I can I can light some candles. Oh, yeah, <laughs> get man, the I'm going. <laughs> so yeah, I hope to make it up there. Uh, so I mentioned it on Twitter, and someone awesome was like, "Yeah, if you come up, and let me know a legacy deck you want to play, and I'll build it for you." I was like, "Oh, oh, oh you play legacy? That's <laughs> gonna be hilarious to watch." I try, I try. I mean, seriously I'm go though, there. yeah, you yeah. should do. I mean. I, I know a lot of people that have legacy decks that, that they'd uh, let you borrow too. Sweet. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, odds are looking, you know, pretty good. So we'll see. Please, please do well to get featured. I'd love to watch you. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta admit. Have you looked at uh, what type of legacy deck? Out of curiosity, that you, you uh, wanted to. Just uh, my style. I think I already 
it'd probably be some type of junk deck or something. Just like Jit and Confidant and whatever else you put in that fucking deck. <laughs> Him. Him. Yep. So, yeah, probably something like that. Green, white, black would be probably my pick just off the top of my head. But yeah, mm. I, I can't, I can't man blue decks very well. So I, I know I could go in with like a non-blue deck and probably do fine. Like <laughs> faintly knowing the format. And obviously I'd prepare a little bit if I do end up, uh, planning on playing Legacy. So that's when M12 is legal, right? Or? Uh, it is. Okay. Yeah, because I think it's late July, right? It's like July 20-something or something. Yeah. Right after M12 comes out. So, uh, you know, how many, how often is a core set offering legacy cards, though? Very rare. Like a Grim Lava Mancer, right? (laughs) Nah, that's already there, though. And, like, (laughs) preordain. Sure. So have we, have we confirmed that preordain's being reprinted in M12? No, and, and it shouldn't be because, you know, Scry was their, the mechanic that they used for M11 as their kind of one-off, uh, flavor type mechanic to show that they try not to overload those because the set right. is aimed at introductory players, right? And it's going to be, uh, Bloodthirst or whatever. Yeah. And so I, I'd say that there's almost no chance that they put Scry and Bloodthirst in the core set, which sucks because Bloodthirst is like something else. Bloodthirst, as far as I'm concerned, is just like to make new players aware that there's a second main phase. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's in it's in uh, Duels of the Planeswalkers. Is it really? Yeah. Oh yeah, blood. That's like a deck. It's like sword. Oh yeah, vampires and bloodthirst. Yeah, totally. And by the way, for all the. For all of you, uh, Duels of Planeswalkers 2012 is such a good break just to like play casually and unlock some achievements and play online against a bunch of noobs. It's fantastic. <laughs> and that was really fun when we got to play it down there uh, at Wizards. It's, it's, they did a good job with it. Absolutely. So the, the one thing I, I guess the guys really want to talk about is Commander and, uh, but, my store didn't have, like, a lot of stores were selling them for, for more, uh, more expensive than they were. But uh, my local store, uh, one of the guys working there told me that, you know, just, just wait. They're going to be available for uh, all five for 140 bucks. So just going to wait for them to get some. Probably going to go to the store tomorrow to get them. So people who, like, actually bought the five of them on Channel Fireball for 250 or something, that was pretty crazy price but i hear jesse got his hands on two decks yeah yeah i picked up uh kalia the kalia deck i, I can't remember their names but, counterpunch uh, you remember that one no, yeah, yeah. yeah i got counterpunch because and then the I other got. one is heavenly inferno okay so yeah the heavenly commander inferno expert <laughs> yeah for real scotty is yeah calls uh, him as you sees him don't he you? is pro <laughs> by the way i've got two of these decks in my hands right now too they Gave him to us down there. Oh, God. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Jesus. Sick breaks. Um, now, Kalia is really, really good. We built my brother that. He really likes dragons and angels and shit, so it worked out well. And uh, I got Counterpunch for Gave and a few other cards in there. Um just like just having commander tower and stuff. Every time I drop that, I'm like, God damn it, this card is so good in commander. But uh, awesome. Yeah, it's so awesome. And by the way, dude, I saw your altar on that one. Hook it up. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? We'll talk about that afterwards because there's actually a few things. I read that article, too, after you posted your uh, your altar, so I want to get to that. 
So yeah. We'll talk about that. But later. anyways, Gabe is so much fun to play. He's just such a cool card. I already had a green, white, black tokens. So it was fun to be able to like plug a better commander into the deck and then just kind of like pimp the deck out more. Um, you want me I to read them? What's that? You want me to read them for people that don't know which one he oh, is? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got, I got it in my hand. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so for Gabe, it, Gabe <laughs> Guru of Spores, he's um, two and then Doran colors, so black, green, white. He's a zero, zero. So, yeah, he kind of sucks. Like, that's it. He's just yeah. five mana for a zero. zero. So uh, he enters the battlefield with five plus one plus one counter, so you get like a five, five for five. And you can pay one and remove one of the counters to put a one, one green Saprilene creature token onto the battlefield. And you can pay one and sack a creature to put a one, one counter on target creature. So you can just start – what do you do with this, Jess? You just start throwing well, around counters like it's going I mean, to stuff. I got, I got lots of pump. I've got um, some epic finishers such as um, uh, uh, True Conviction and Acroma's Memorial – what is it? The seven-cost artifact. Is that right? Acroma's Memorial. Yeah. Memorial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a lot of things like that, like Hero Blade Hold, whatever. So, I mean, you can just, like, wipe him out and get your five tokens. So he's kind of always gas. Um, but – if people are like trying to remove them, you can just put the counters right back on them. And stuff like a uh, lightning greaves on them is super good because you just kind of remove them and move them back. And uh, just whatever fits the situation, he's just flexible. Um, and like I said, he's always gas with like Gaia's anthem and uh, glorious anthem. So it, he's just a lot of fun, a ton of fun to play. Do you ever just cast him and, and burn off all the tokens and then just recast him again? Uh, I, it's rare I get to that much mana, at least, I play a lot of one-on-one games, but, um, so it's pretty oh, okay. rare I get to that much mana. I, we keep telling him to just get more friends and actually experience the game as it's meant to be played, <laughs> but he won't listen, he's too spiky. Yeah, yeah, I'm a hermit, man. No, um, but it, it, he's a blast to, blast to play, for sure. And he, he really is pretty good. Uh, oh, and I picked up doubling season, so him coming in as a 10-10 is actually quite a bit better. <laughs> You got a, you got a real life doubling season? Yes. Oh, nice job. It took me, yeah. I don't know, five months to find somebody to trade me that. It was in my local game shop's case, and it was $20, and I said, I'm never going to see this card. I'm just going to fucking buy it. So Dude, I it's could... worth more than that anyway. <laughs> is, it? is it really? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, That's a well, great anyways. Thing, yeah, so 20 bucks. i I'm like, dude, I want this EDH deck to be my deck, so I'm going for it. Wow. I didn't realize it was that much money. Good for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Monetary about, liquid value. <laughs> what about Scotty and Jay? You guys both play a lot of Commander, don't you? Yep. Yeah. I've you actually guys been pick up these yet, or are you guys like I know Jay, you play online Commander yep. or both? I play both. Oh, okay. Have you picked up any of these decks? Uh I got for me I got Riku. Uh which is Which one's that? Mirror Mastery. Mirror Mastery. The uh, Riku, so the three generals, one is the guy that comes in, he costs uh, rug colors, and he gets plus one plus one counter for each creature you cast, and then each creature costs one less. And then there's Riku, uh, which is a 2-2 two, two, rug and two colorless. And uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you can cost it for blue-red. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, you can copy it for green-blue. And then Intet is the other general. And it also came with that $20 guy, the Spy Master, that lets you draw a card every time you deal damage to an opponent. Edric. Are you going to ship yeah. him off or are you going to run him? No, I don't run him. He's not good enough. Yeah, so are you going to just cash him in or what? 
Oh, I might. I might do that. I like. I think I might keep him. Like he's probably good enough for like a casual EDH, um, like deck. So wow, <laughs> you are hardcore. You know what I mean? Like he's just he's just not good enough for the deck. Like motherfucker, dude. Like I've, on, I mean, that's on hardcore. Wednesday. Like he, you just said, you, like he's good enough for some casual EDH. You know, all decks are supposed to be casual in EDH, right? The, wow. the, hum- the humorous part about it is that he's actually being discussed as a a viable legacy playable three drop. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I that's don't know why anything about that format. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's twenty. So yeah, I'll probably sell him to KYT then. KYT can go fucking O three yeah. on SCG live. O three. Oh, hey. But um, the general that I'm playing is Riku, uh, because he's just fucking bonkers. He's like he's like a porn star's dick. Like he is just so fucking hammer. And uh, and like the okay. thing, like for for example, the reason that you can't run him in a in a Riku deck that that Edric guy is because it'll keep heat off you. But then what happens is you're just allowing your opponent to like he's probably good enough in one on one, but he's not good enough to play in a multiplayer game because what you're doing is you're just letting your opponents draw answers to what you have, and then they just kill you. Right? They only keep you around until you're useful, and then they get rid of you like women. So <laughs> I don't. What do you mean? Are you talking about Edric still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, that's what what I'm saying. Is like, that's why I don't run him, right? So I, I thought I, that it was only your dudes. No, it's it's whenever damage is dealt to an opponent. Yeah, so like it it gives. So here's the thing. Oh. So when he's on the board, if your opponent to your right attacks your opponent to the left, you're still gonna draw cards from those guys getting through to your opponent. Yeah. But it's but it's the controller of that creature yeah. draws a okay, so no. they'll just keep you um, around until they want to kill. Are it. you 100 percent sure about that? Like, is he, is he sitting yeah, in your I, hand? I yeah. Yep, he is. He's right here in my hand. And he also yeah. Okay, I see. So so they so, so you cast a, it and then yeah. they benefit and then they kill it. Yeah, well it's not even that they kill it, it's just that they kill you, right? Like you're sitting there being like, uh, Yes, no one's killing me, like I play fucking Eldrazi and Tooth and Nail and I just oh look at me go, haha and then somebody <laughs> just attacks like somebody's like, Oh, I need an answer to that. I'll just attack the guy with no blockers. Uh I'll draw five cards and I'll find my answer and then I'll just kill you. And then I'm like, wah, wah. I see. And especially so, since you're the one that has to cast it and then everybody else gets to go after you. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, he's, he's good for like fun multiplayer uh, games. He probably fits into the right deck uh, when you can abuse him. Um, like on Wednesday uh, at our EDH league, uh, my friend Adrian had him as his general. And his, his deck is just card draw, uh, only the best bombs in those colors, and then cards that allow you to have infinite... Uh, hand size and gain you life based on your hand size and exploit your hand size and etc. So like it works for him in that regard. Like the other, like I went over to his game and was like, "How's this game going?" And he's like, "My hand is seventy eight cards." <laughs> and, I, and I was like, "Oh, well, it's going pretty good then." And he's like, "Yeah, no one can do anything ever. This is great." <laughs> but like he's just not in, like if he's not your general, it's just really difficult to put him in your deck and justify that because. You're just gonna give your opponents answers, and if you're having fun and you don't care, uh, and you're just all about like commander and the community and being fun, that's cool. He's just that's not for me because, uh, unfortunately, my meta for EDH is like the douchiest of douche, and everybody is like the spikiest of spikes. So you can't go and play EDH with these people for fun because you don't have fun. You like you just end like on Wednesday somebody sat down with a precon. And I was just like, oh, my God, you're not going to have any fun. Are you sure you want to do this? And he's like, yeah, this will be great. And then he just got <laughs> and then he just got raped and like, was like, this is gay. I paid $5 to play with a pre-con and do nothing. <laughs> so, but like, so my Riku, my Riku 
deck is really fun. Uh, basically, it just focuses on playing like crazy dudes and then bouncing them to your hand and replaying them. Uh, so things like Crystal Shard and Erratic Portal and uh, and then like Tooth and Nail with Titans and Terastodons and Briberies and Rite of Replications and just bonkers, bonkers, bonkers shit. And like Kiki-Jiki with like uh, Sphinx. Like the other day I had a Consecrated Sphinx that I copied. And then oh, I also, that gets out of control. Yeah, and then the mono blue player had Ristic Study out, and I'd be like, oh, I play God. this. And he's like, do you pay the extra? And I'm like, yeah, I don't want you drawing cards. And he's like, but if I draw cards, you draw cards. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> of course. And then I played. I proceeded to play like twelve spells and just let and then just drew fifty eight cards and just took eight turns in a row and just like four for one killed everybody in one turn and was just like had an eighty minute turn and I was that douche. <laughs> but that's how it is where you play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I, uh, the best play of the night was definitely when I briberied this. I, I bribery and copied it, and I copied the guy to my right and the guy to my left. And the guy to my right was playing mono black geth, and the guy to my left was playing like some weird uh, deck that focuses on minus one and plus one counters, and then like exploiting that and like having multiple upkeeps and stuff. And so basically, the guy on my left with the the counters deck, I went and grabbed Ulamog. That was the best thing in his deck. And the guy on my right, I was going to grab Kozilek or Visara or something like that. And then I decided that the guy on my left has eight four fours, and I'm just going to grab uh, Massacre Worm, and then also copy it. And he went from forty to eight in one. Oh, that's awesome! And he he was just like fuck, fuck everything, fuck. Uh, and yeah, and then it was just like, okay, well, I'm done my turn. I paid 11 mana to get two Massacre Worms and a, and a Kozilek. You can go. Oh, no, you can't. No, you can't, because I just time warp twice. Oh, and then I time, time stretch twice. Go. Like, hey, <laughs> kind of a, not a real random segment change, but Scott and Jay, do you guys have a uh, house, I, well, I guess more towards Scott, because you're probably more casual, but Soren Markov, do you have house rules where, like, you have him basically... If you you minus him and go to ten life, do you have it go to like twenty instead or something? Because no. ten life's pretty no. broken. No, suck it up and play better. Because the other there's also that there's also play that better, sphinx. dude. There's also dude, that here, sphinx. Right? Here's the thing. There's magic yeah, magister sphinx. sphinx. That does that. There's there's been all, there's a whole school of people that are that are there. So I, I find it interesting that you say that you know you probably play EDH more casually. And I find it interesting because like Jay's been at my table. Right, so like, there's some of the people that, yeah, granted, some of the decks, you know, that some people play are weaker than others, but like, all of my EDH decks are fucking there to ball. Like, well, no, I don't dis, I don't like. I thought you've said, I thought you said earlier even that you were just talking about. No, so here's no. so here's the thing. Okay. So our EDH metagame has come around. Notice it's EDH. This is not Commander. As I posted earlier, Commander is a game played on Moto for spikes that need a vacation. Um, EDH is, is a game that's you social, you sit down at a table, you play with friends or, you know, people that you don't necessarily have hate for. Um, so what we've done is we've kind of come full circle. So we started the arms race and, you know, we just started to build the most broken and degenerate shit that we could. You know, my Sharoom deck was fabled for the, you know, the turn three. This is prior to staff and metalworker being banned. So I just like... Uh, bitter ordealed my entire table on turn three on more than, you know, a few occasions, which is really gross, mm -hmm. um, for their entire deck. So that was awesome. Um, but then what, what you get from there is 
you know, then you go, okay, well, let's not, let's neuter these back, you know, or somebody goes, well, in order to stop the, the combo, I need to play these cards and then these cards and these cards. And we all just got sick of everybody fucking casting time stretch and then getting six people jumping into a twin cast and then people playing like misdirection and hijack, you know, and that sort of stuff. And we just finally got fed up with it. We're like, okay, let's neuter all these cards. So we, we neutered all of those cards that just don't play them. And people would play them and be like, really dude, really? And they wouldn't play them next week. You know, like it's, it's the advantage yeah. of having a steady, a steady regular stream of people. Yeah. We're now at the point where we can play these cards, but we do it responsibly, you know? So like, yeah, there's people that play Soren Markov and I play Soren Markov in a lot of my, my black deck. Because sometimes, you know, the people that there are people that play something like Soul Sisters and they'll run this infinite life combo and they'll gain a billion life and they'll be like, ha ha ha, now you can't kill me until I draw my Felidar Sovereign and I'm going to win. I'm going to keep drawing until I find it, you know. And those sort of people, absolutely, you need equalizer cards or like justifiers, as I call them, you know. And Soren Markov is a wicked example of that. Now, there are some people that use that tool irresponsibly or in jerk ways and they sit down and they ramp out with fucking ritual and cabal coffers or whatever the hell and they're like sweet turn three soren markov ten you you know at a table of five other people fuck that guy the guy that played the soren in ten you like you're gonna punch him in the mouth later right you know the other thing, yeah, yeah. The other thing, the other thing is like a just like it depends on your meta like if your meta is full of people that can handle a like, I just stop whining about this and being a dink. Like, just shut the fuck up. Then you say that to them. And if it's a meta that's not full of people that are real, then you don't say that, and then you just don't play with them anymore. Like, if you're yeah. going to whine about cards, like, then the problem with that is that everybody is going to whine about cards. Like, if I can't play Soren, then you can't play Ulamog, and then you can't play Kozlek, and then you can't play Blightsteel Colossus. And then you also can't play Sneak Attack, because that's unfair. And you can't play fucking Time Stretch, because... Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has, cards, everybody has cards that they don't like. So if you can... if Like, I, I feel that... Um, I feel that, ev like, when... I think it's Sheldon Menery wrote... Um, the ban list or whatever for EDH, he said, like, they want to keep the ban list as short as possible. Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing. And and if you have a personal, like, house rules ban list or whatever, you should also aim to keep that as short as possible. Because if not, what ends up happening is everybody just only plays the deck that you want. Or you end up being that guy that when we were all new to Magic, you were the alpha male at the table because you were the person that could think outside the box the easiest, and you played still the worst fucking decks ever, but you didn't play Tribal Angels deck. You played Tribal Wither deck, or you played Tribal, you know, Haste deck or something. So, you know, like, the thing is, you can't go around just telling people what they can and can't play. Sure. As much as as much as you should just try to figure out how to like just hate them out. You know what I yeah. do when somebody douches me on Wednesday? The next Wednesday I, I show up, I just fucking crush them, and they bitch and they moan and they whine about that. They're like, "Why are you attacking me?" And I'm like, "Cause you fucking sorened me and countered five of my spells last game, and you didn't do fuck all to improve the game yeah. state of the table, and all you did was bitch and moan. Yeah. So now I'm just gonna crush you, I'm, and then you leave I'm it, and then you leave it at that." Yeah, I'm not talking about like whining about the card. I'm just saying like we we were playing games one on one where we're like, all right, well he just set you at twenty life because ten's kind of bullshit one on one. Yeah. And here's the thing: you can do whatever you'd like. Like the beauty yeah. about the the format is it it is kind of really conducive to house rules if that's what you want to do. But I mean, it's almost like you know teaching yourself how to box with pillows instead of boxing gloves. Sure, sure. 
you know? That's um, an awful analogy. You're the it, worst at that. Terrible. It, wor- it works, though. It works. It did. Yeah. So give me, give me a better one, then. Uh, I don't have to. I'm not even yeah. going to dignify that with right. an answer. You, you just, that's not how you learn. I think we just talked about this. <laughs> All right. Mean, come We're on. good. We're good. That's but, my uh, big thing. That's my big thing with EDH. Yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing. I, I mean, the guys over at Commander Cast, Andy, right? His local play group. He's got um, a self-regulating ban list. So he's got a league that he runs, and basically, at the start of every league, everybody puts in, you know, a card or two cards that they want to see banned over and above the list, right? Or three cards, whatever the number is. But then they tabulate it all, and if two people agree on the same card to be banned, then they ban it for that season of the league. So, like, it's one example of if you've got a regular playgroup that you can use to self-regulate, and if there's cards that... And maybe you want something off the list. Like, there's a lot of people that, that, for example, think that Kokusho is okay to play with. And, like, anyone who's ever played a reanimator deck is kind of drooling a little, saying, I would love to play Kokusho. What's Kokusho again? (laughs) So, he's the guy that he's, like, one black and five for a five-five flying dragon. And when he goes to the graveyard... He's two black and four. Is he two black and four? When he goes to the graveyard... uh, all of your opponents lose five life, and you gain life equal to the amount of. Oh yeah, that's pretty gross. Yeah, I guess. he's yeah. pretty stupid. But the thing, I think the main thing too is Jesse. Like, if you're playing EDH and everybody's happy having Soren be set to twenty, then that's what it is, right? And the only thing that I see a problem with that is, is what if you're at fifteen life, and then somebody rips a Soren? Like, yeah, now, yeah. now you're getting now you're getting into scenarios where you're like, well, the rule is it goes to 20, and then you're like, well, but you're at 15, and like, yep, but that's the rule. And then now it's like, okay, well, do you want to make a rule that says that if you're under 20, then it goes to 10? Well, what if I'm at 4? Well, do we want to make a yeah, rule then? Yeah. Like, so it's just, like, and that's why I say just out of, um, just out of experience with EDH, if you're going to modify rules, if you're going to have ban lists, if you're going to do all that stuff, just make sure that there's a really healthy discussion about it. Yeah. For, and that's for everybody that's out there. Like, just make sure that, especially with EDH, that you're having healthy discussions about card choices index, about ban lists, about if we're playing, you know, attack left, attack right, what spells, etc. Because the thing is, like, if you don't have a healthy discussion about that, you're going to alienate someone. Right, and yeah. they're and they're just not going to be happy, and they're not going to have fun, and then they're either going to quit or they're going to come and just be the biggest douche they can, and just constantly crush you, and then you're not going to have fun, and you're going to stop inviting them over, mm-hmm. right? And nobody wants that, especially not in EDH. I absolutely hate that in EDH. It's fine if you do that for standard, any other constructed format, draft, whatever. Just don't do it to EDH because I really want to play like, I would love to play like a hundred player EDH game somehow. As as awfully as awful logistically as that would be, like I just want EDH to grow so big that I can go to a fucking PTQ and play EDH or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I just I I would just love to have fun playing EDH, and that's why I play EDH every weekend. Like somebody asked me today if I go to uh, Broken City Wednesday for standard anymore, and I told them no, and I just said like the thing with me is I can go for five dollars and play EDH at Phoenix, and I can get packs out of playing for achievements, which is really fun. It adds an extra dynamic to EDH. I get to play EDH, which to me right now at the point of my life is the most fun format. Like I have more fun playing EDH than I do playing any other format. And also like, cause standard is just full of, uh, Cobblade. I just would rather not play Cobblade for free, uh, with or without prizes than to play EDH for $5 with the potential to get prizes. Right. And I mean, the broken city meta isn't all, Cobblade. I just don't want to like hit that one night because where I have to play two or three times, right? Like it's just not fun for me. I'd rather just play EDH, and I would love it if the format grew. So, so yeah, yeah. There you go.
on the shout out. <laughs> sure. Go ahead, Marshall. You want me to go first? Yep. Okay. Uh, well, first things first, uh, why do you guys do this again? I always forget. Here's the thing. It's we started. actually started shout-outs. Let, yeah. me, let me just go there. Can we no. end them? No. no. <laughs> like, you, you know, know nobody wants Marshall. to listen to this except for the person that you're actually talking to. That's right. right. Like, and you know what, Marshall? You have to give back sometimes, okay? It's all about giving back. Sometimes you give the bum money, and he buys booze and drugs. But you know what? <laughs> I do that with my paychecks, and I'm getting paid by the government. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I can really respond to that. <laughs> you got me. I did. No, what, what were you going to say, <laughs> Scotty? I was just saying we started it. Uh, let's just go on record and say that we started shoutouts across the uh, the podcast community. Yeah. And uh, we're quite proud of the fact. So it's a, it's a tradition that we're going to continue to uphold in light of that. Yeah, okay. everybody else can quit doing it and quit copying us, but we're going to keep it because we started it, motherfucker. Well, when in, when in Rome, I guess, right? You so, got it. That's right. So first thing, I wanted to say thanks to you guys because I always have such an awesome time coming on your show because I get to just kick back a little, you know? Like I don't have to be, you know, running the show here and figuring out the editing. And I just get to come on here and BS with you guys, my buddies, and uh, and I always have a really good time. So thanks for that. Uh, I also want to say... Uh, big shout out to Ryan. You know, he's my uh, my former podcasting partner in crime, and now he's down at Wizards. And man, it was sick to see him down there. Like we did a tour of the of the offices in R and D, and it's like, hey, Ryan. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> that's, that's, that's so kind of crazy. crazy to have your buddy down there. And then last, um, I wanted to give a shout out to both Wizards of the Coast for putting on the Community Cup and uh, also to all of my Community Cup teammates because everybody was just awesome down there, and I had just uh, an unbelievable uh, time. So yeah, that's it. Awesome. You were supposed to pass the torch, Marshall. I, oh, okay. Uh, Jaybush. <laughs> Bushy baby. It's I'm not you. supposed to go first. He didn't uh, call thanks. you a gnome this time. <laughs> thanks for uh, Marshall for coming on here and uh, for I don't even know what reason, but thank you for coming on. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I was under the impression that you're supposed to replace Scotty, but then I knew that Scotty wasn't being replaced, so then I showed up, and then you're here, and then I was like, ugh. <laughs> I was talking and said, hey, you want to be on the show? And I'm like, shit, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, right on. So we always like having you on here and as long as it's, you know, 20 or 30 episodes in between, so no problem there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to give a big, big, big shout-out to the seven cats that I needed to herd on Skype the other day when we were trying to make this Riku deck. To anybody who thinks that a podcast of three or four or five people sounds very difficult to moderate, uh, try building a deck with seven fucking people on it. It is the fucking worst. It is, it's worse than Doug PR's opinion of me, uh, or PKR. It's, it's absolutely the worst. So shout out to all those guys who tried my patience as hard as possible, but also showed up and created a really good product. So my Riki deck <laughs> definitely took down, uh, EDH and it was awesome. Uh, shout out to Liliana McCallum. Or sorry, Lily, Lily, Lily and, and Elizabeth McCallum. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, so shout out to that little planeswalker. I hope that she... <laughs> next level. Jesus fuck. <laughs> so story. So so gifts. I've I've got I've got to defend myself here because oh. I know that the entire community is going to troll the shit out of me for this. So my wife actually wanted to name our daughter Lillian or Liliana, and I looked at her and I was just like, snap, called no. I'm like no. She says why. I said, just no. It's like, I just don't understand. And I said, well, here's here's the bottom line. And I, I like, I mean, who am I going to say, well, there's a magic card named Liliana, and I don't want my friends to make fun of me? Like, 
sure enough, I manned up, and that's what I said, and she's like, oh, well, I guess I can't do that. No, you're right. So we agreed with Lily, because we both like Lily. And I'm not then, sure for Liliana, so whatever. Well, no, no, and then, but then <laughs> she really wanted Anne, um, yeah. because it's a family name. So we're like, okay, well, we'll make it her first, second name. We'll call her Lily. And her It's kind of like Car Young Tom. You can't yeah. call him Car Young. It's Car Young Tom. Right. Yeah, Lily Anna. Yes. I mean, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to that little Dickens. Um, I uh, got to see her on Father's Day with my uh, my family and et cetera. Me and Scotty had a little bro chat on Skype, and she is cute as the Dickens. Uh, and I just wanted to – who else do I want to shout out to? Shout out to whoever gives me a job soon. I'm going for lots of interviews and just crushing them. And then – the universe just does not reward me, so I think I gotta go like bomb some of them or something. Maybe I don't know how this works at all. It might be how so. you look. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I guess it could be well, that. It, I mean, it depends on what you're playing for, but you gotta be taller than the counter, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, all right, and Jesse, you can go next, buddy. All right. <laughs> uh, Right. Um, I'll give a shout out to Marshall, man. It's always fun having you on, bro. I love it. Um, prologue theory on Moto. He's been he, dude. I love people who are fast Magic players on Magic Online. And prologue hey, theory is freaking so fast, dude. We fit in an immense amount of games in the shortest amount of time. Uh, and he's been manning Volikut, so I got in my Volikut testing against him. So shout out to him. Uh, shout out to uh, Mr. Mike Flores for uh, actually giving me some kind words on the Horde and Oceans podcast. That was pretty awesome. I got a little sneak preview on that, but it should be out by the time you hear this. And uh, also to the wifey. She went off to work tonight, and I guess I give a wife plugs a lot, but it's because she deserves it. But anyway, she was going off to work tonight, and I'm like, tonight's your night, baby. And then right before she starts work... She texts me and she's like, "Pay raise." <laughs> I'm like, "Score!" So that was pretty cool. So shout out to the wifey and you're gonna uh, fly us. You're gonna fly us down for a little visit or what? With all uh, this new fan dangled money you have, I guess, you? dude. I don't know. But anyways, we uh, <laughs> we all do need to get together. And Jay, dude, Seattle's not far for you, man. Maybe some Star City Games, Seattle. Once you get that job. Yep, maybe I'll, I can right. just crush it. I'll show up and crush Jerry T. <laughs> Do some traffic. Commander. But in anyways, Commander, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. In <laughs> Commander, nice. But, uh, you would, too, right? Just mute mute Marshall so he stops interfering with all these shadows. This, <laughs> this is supposed to be this is supposed it's, to be a time of giving you fun. No, th- this is why he came <laughs> He's trying to assassinate the uh, shout-outs. Oh, what a douche. We should ban, <laughs> just ban him. They tried. They they restricted his podcast to one, but... <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh and uh, one more shout-out. Shout-out to anyone who votes me in the Community Cup next year. <laughs> All right, KYT, rock it. Oh, shout-outs to Marshall. I think, I don't know, like, I really liked the episode that you were on, you were first on. Um, especially when you started off like that you were gonna get Bushi. <laughs> and, uh, you were, you were great on this episode as well, so thank you so much for your time. Um, and, um, don't really have that many shout outs this week, but I uh, just wanted to say that, uh, for Canadian Nationals, I just found out that they really upped the prize pool. 
and first place is getting actually five thousand dollars, and you can actually what? get two fifty even if you finish in twentieth. So that's quite exciting. Um, and, wow! Uh, yeah, and for such sick. a soft field, that's ridiculous. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's all. And uh, shout out to my pretty girlfriend, and that's that's about it. <laughs> Dad. Well, shout out to everybody on Twitter that gave me all of the love and luck. Uh, congratulations for my new edition. Uh, you are far and wide and, and too, too many to mention individually, so I just wanted to throw it all out there and say thank you very much. Um, we had a, a hellacious weekend, and obviously it ended with a wonderful, uh, wonderful joyous end. So uh, thank you very much for your uh, consideration, prayers, and support. Uh, they certainly were well needed. Um, shout out to uh, – I was talking online with, with one of our fans on Facebook the other day, Ronald Murphy. So he, uh, he hit me up on Facebook chat and had a lot of really nice things to say, and uh, so I wanted to make sure I gave him a shout out, and uh, – so that's for you. He plays in uh, Kentucky and apparently has uh, some game shop issues of his own. So he uh, he hit me up and wanted my opinion on some of that stuff. So we got there. Uh, shout out to you guys for uh, holding up the fort while I was gone. Um, you guys did a fantastic job last week uh, despite my absence. Would have been better with me there. But, hey, you know, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> and uh, shout out to my darling wife. Wife plug, wife plug for uh, for getting there. You know, it was a uh, it was not easy, but uh, she did. So, uh, shout out to all of my uh, crew that have joined my BlackBerry Messenger group um, <laughs> for uh, for deck brewing and building and such. So, if you guys uh, if you guys want to join that group, then uh, hit me up on Twitter or send me an email, mrscottymack at gmail dot com, and. Uh, I can uh, add you via pin to uh, the BlackBerry Messenger. We we're trying to brew up some deck lists and keep our eye on the metagame and, and how things are changing. So shout out to all of my boys and girls. Hey, hey right. Scotty, real quick. Once yeah. you start the BBC group, I'm in. The BBC group? Bitches be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, all right. <laughs> and... Let's make magic card noises on our way out, ladies and gentlemen. Spell sky. Spell sky. <laughs> What's Marshall's card? Make a make a make a whatever that card is, that red one that we were talking about. So shout out shout out to yeah. Chris shout out to Chris Lansdell. Make a lemon uh, who, who just uh, who just added me on Facebook and his profile picture makes him look like a serial rapist. <laughs> so shout out to him for that. So, yeah, there you go. Au revoir. Bye. Bye. Talk to you guys next week. That's fair. You guys are the king of awkward silences, by the way. Absolutely. Who's Every the host? Time. Who's the Every host of this goddamn? <laughs> we just said it this car, KYT. Who is piloting this car? I find myself saying that often. <laughs> As you go barreling off some cliff of silence. Yeah. Well, nor- normally it's me, and I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> As you like flip channels or finish your draft on Magic Online. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's it.